education and skill development is an employee benefit if you position it the yeah. right way. Uh -huh. Call it training, and everybody hates it. Call it something that that is upskilling you into from back of house to front of house to bartender to GM to franchisee someday. That's what companies uh, can do, especially restaurant brands. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by the one, the only Sam Cayucci. He is the founder and CEO of One Huddle, a workforce training platform. He started off in physical fitness and now is in workforce fitness. This guy's all over the place. You can find him on CNN, Fox News, CNBC, Sky News, Yahoo Finance, Huffington Post, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal. You name it, he's in it. Sam, thanks for taking some time from the press junket to join us on Give an Ovation, my man. Zach, thanks for having me. So first of all, tell me about what is One Huddle and why did you start it? Sure. Uh, you know, I spent my career, Zach, um, constantly trying to figure out how you get new hires up to speed, skilled up. You mentioned working in fitness. I spent a lot of time with new sales reps who hired on day one and you need them performing on day two mm -hmm. <laughs> at the latest. So spent a lot of time trying to figure out how you do that better. Um, you know, most companies spend like something like 91% of corporate training dollars go into watch the module, take the quiz. Remember that back in college? You had to, oh my gosh. Back in college. I remember that. I did a stint in remember? corporate. <laughs> what do I remember? I remember nothing. There's some really <laughs> weird sexual harassment classes that I took. <laughs> but that's like, that's, you know, that's the training. It's manuals, it's, it's modules. And uh, so we built one huddle to kind of put an end to all that. Uh, you know, companies can take anything an employee needs to know. Could be about you know an LTO. Could be about uh, you know something for new training for a new store opening. It could be about menu items. It could be about culture training. They could turn any of it into a quick burst trivia style mobile game, incent folks, create competition, and we say you know you can learn anything in a game on one huddle. Love that. And when you when you started this, you know did you did you have a specific industry that you wanted to focus on? Yeah, I mean, our initial focus was uh, we were looking at environments like uh, where heavy sales forces and we targeted sports. So our first customer was the Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards in D.C. Second client was Madison Square Garden. Third client was uh, the Golden State Warriors. We started to like sign up all these sports teams. And one of the things we started to realize was all these environments we were we were winning in were using us for their sales force. But if you go to a sporting event, I mean, there's 2,000 people that work at Madison Square Garden. There's ushers, there's security guards, there's folks in food and beverage. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's 2,000 other people other than the 30 salespeople. So that's where we really started to take off. The focus was how do you bring one little, um, you know, and job skill training all the way down the ladder to every employee across the whole workforce and the level, everybody up together. So started in sales, started in sports. Today, we're in a dozen verticals from restaurants to retail to, um, you know, to we just recently signed our third contract with the U.S. Air Force. Uh, so we're, um, 
trying to trying to sell more pilots (laughs) hey come fly with us how do you you know how do you how do you scale somebody up quickly in a situation yeah that's that's the use case so why is training broken i think it's just done the old-fashioned way we're very much in like a 1.0 stage you know today 87 percent of what you learn in a classroom training you forget within 30 days Uh, i mentioned that 91 percent of training is done the old-fashioned way but only one percent of corporate training in the restaurant hospitality space is mobile first so it's a wild stat to think that we still live in this like, you know, 1.0 world pre-COVID world where we require workers to only get trained when somebody is talking or yeah. when you are in front of a video or in front of a computer in the back office. And that's just not the case anymore. Workers are moving. Workers are on the go. We've got to keep folks connected. Uh, you know, so it's a real problem today. Companies are trying to keep, you know, especially in the restaurant industry when information is changing rapidly. Um, you know, we see this as being fundamental to a successful restaurant uh, business in the future, you know, needing to have a way to continuously develop your people. Now, as you look to the future and as you look at like, uh, you know, from the, from the previous time that you were on the podcast, what do you, what are you looking at in terms of uh, next steps? Like what, what is the next version of training? Like, what should people be thinking during this crazy crisis right now? Yeah, so I think there's there's two things companies should be thinking about right now if they're thinking about continuously developing developing people. The first is not even their end worker; it's their middle managers. Organizations today focus the majority of their training time on the frontline worker if they're going to do any type of training development. But we know that. Uh, when you look at like the impact of employees being disengaged and turnover in the restaurant space, there is one person that can directly impact whether a worker leaves or not, whether a worker is engaged or not, whether a worker is doing the right thing the right way the right time or not. And that is the manager. Gallup did a research study and they found that a very specific type of manager can reverse disengagement across the entire workforce. And it's a manager that has a style of a coach. So the first thing is, how do I develop? I had a restaurant brand today. I'd be thinking about how do I build better middle managers that can coach and develop folks within their scope of care every single day, giving them the tools to develop people that might be technology to support them, that may be mentorship strategies so they know how to coach others. But that's kind of number one. Number two you know, stuff can't start and stop when you're, you know, when, when you're on the clock Hmm. in the future of work, employees are always on. And this is a scary space because we're talking about wage and hour rules. We're talking about, you know, if if an employee is off the clock, Sam, what, you know, what happens if they do something like training or development? And I'll tell you this, that the biggest brands in the cat in across all the categories we're talking, especially in restaurants, are doubling down on education for workers beyond just their current role and beyond just the time that they're on the clock. And that may be community college programs, that may be third-party education programs. It may be, by the way, education and skill development is an employee benefit if you position it the right way. Uh Call it training and everybody hates it. Call it something that that is upskilling you into from back of house to front of house, to bartender, to GM, 
to franchisee someday. That's what companies uh, can do, especially restaurant brands. And that's what workers want. The, the, they, the, another study just came out from Accenture. They found that why are employees quitting? Number three is pay. Number two is lack of career development opportunities and learning opportunities. Number one is burnout, like just not feeling oh. like a sense of purpose. So it's not pay. It's these other two things. So need to build so, better coaches. So burnout is number one. Employee burnout because of a lack of connection to purpose is what they what they stated is number one. Interesting. Number two. So so not it's not just so Simon Sinek, you know, besides people don't buy what we do, they buy why we do it. It's it's not just, you know, flipping that on its head. It's not just why people buy from us products, services, but it's why people are choosing to work for us. So what, what do you what do you recommend in terms of how, how do you do that at a restaurant? Right. Because I think there were some people at a restaurant. I was at a McDonald's one time and it said um, there was a sign that says, come. It was where was it? it was in Mesquite, Nevada. And the sign said, come work here on your way to there. And the reason I like that is because, like, there's not a lot of people. I've never met anybody who's like, oh, I'm moving to Mesquite. Woo. It's like, hey, uh, uh, my car broke down a Mesquite and I ended up staying here for a couple of years like. It's not one of these like booming metropolises. So I just appreciated that that McDonald's specifically understood their role for their employees and why their employees were there. Their employees were there so they can go to college. Their employees were there to get to that next step. Like they understood that not a lot of people were going there to build a career at a McDonald's in Mesquite, Nevada. Right. Um, so so, yeah. so the question around all that is like, how, how do you recommend that as a restaurant owner, that you connect with your staff and that you you dig down to that that purpose for them. So I'll say this, Zach. You know, we're living in this zillennial workforce moment. How's that for a term? 55% <laughs> of American workers are Gen Z or millennial. We're not even talking about Gen Alpha coming up on, on their heels, but we are living, that is the majority of our workforce. And, and by and, the way, just, just real, real pause there real quick, because I think it is important to note Gen Alpha. That is a real thing. This is this is coming. These are the people who are making the decisions of where to eat because they're saying, "Mom, Dad, I want to go to this restaurant." You have to think about Gen Alpha. Now these are these are younger kids. You're not going to get their phone number. You're not going to put them in your email campaign. Uh, but when you see when you see a kids meal getting ordered on a DoorDash, what can you put in there? to make that, that Gen Alpha like you more. When you see a young kid in your restaurant, what can you do to go one step beyond and connect with that Gen Alpha more? Because they are making buying decisions. Don't mistake that. You can't be more right, Zach. I got a five-year-old daughter and on Friday night, Nico picks where we go. Now we might only might drill it down to two spots for her, but she's picking which one. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I just I just needed to double click on that Gen Alpha because that's something that Sam. Not a lot of people are talking about Gen Alpha, and yep. it's it. We need to start thinking it. Okay, sorry. I I, I know I de- totally derailed your train of thought, but love that yeah, you no. just brought them up. Yeah, no. I think that, listen the when you think about that generation of worker, what you said was really important, and I like to think about this wave of worker is needs to be presented an employment opportunity from a position of like a tour of duty. Hey, you know what? This is an opportunity, just like you made the McDonald's example. 
this is a this is a stop on your journey and this is what you're going to get from this stop that's going to set you up for the next sprint the next tour of duty and there's just too many man there's just too many you know uh I don't know how 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 aggressive I could be with my language here, but there's just too many old folks who are of the mindset that you are only going to have two jobs in a lifetime, and that's uh -huh. just not the case anymore. There's a, a no. great research study uh, came out in a book called Long Life Learning, uh, and Michelle, and who was the author of Long Life Learning, came out with some findings that says the first baby. Uh, the first person that's going to live to 150 years old is in a crib as a baby somewhere right now. 150 years old, Zach, that's 120 year work life. That's 30 to 34 jobs in a lifetime, not two or three like our parents had. And that worker is going to transition. They may be carrying multiple jobs at the same time. So for any brand to sell an employment opportunity is like, I want your full undivided labor and commitment to my mm -hmm. brand without meeting them at the 50, meeting them halfway, sharing with them how they're going to develop them. They're out of their minds. They're crazy. They're, yeah. This is what great, great resignation is on the heels of folks that are stuck in a different era of work. And, you know, the, they're just not getting the breaks they used to get and they're complaining about it. And, and so, so what would you recommend in terms of like understanding that it's not a forever job, understanding that people are going to, you know, the, the typical career has been drastically shrunk. Um, yep. What do you, and, and hence the need for something like one huddle, where it's like, you got to, if, if the career span is shrunk, you get to expedite how quickly they're getting up to speed. Um, what, what do you say in terms of how do you do that? Like mechanically, what would you recommend someone do to help someone connect more to, to the mission? Obviously step one is have a mission. Right. <laughs> well, that's a, that's an idea, Zach. Yeah, totally. <laughs> nope. But 80, 80 percent of, of U.S. training dollars today across private enterprises, they go towards cover your you know what training, not mm -hmm. skill building. And yes. for the last for the last decade, this has been a major discussion at, at, at you know, the labor level, at, at the federal and state levels that so we spend too much time, too much of our training time in slip and fall food safety. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's not important, but I'm just saying that there needs to strike a balance. If the only thing we're doing is making sure we don't get sued, you know, this is what you're going to get. So to your question, it's about balance. We, we have three things we focus on at One Huddle, personal development, positional development, and then professional development. Mm -hmm. if, you if, you if you zoom back for all the folks out there that are in charge of training, new store openings, learning and development at your brand, you know, I would ask you, if you look at all the content you have in your e-learning platform or in your training manuals, what percent of it is focused on developing a worker personally versus positionally versus professionally? And I would bet you that 90% of the content today in most brands is just focused on where they are in this position today. It's not focused on turning a back of house worker into a front of house folk or preparing someone to be a bartender in the future with service skills and talk track and soft skill training. It's not focused on culture, time management, financial literacy. And if we can upskill our workers in all three of those phases, you're creating an environment where workers want to come because they know you're thinking about them beyond just, uh, you know, what they're doing in their role today. And and not only that, but the benefit is here's here's the input 
That's the input. What's the output? Well, one, increased employee retention and two, in, increased employee referral because, you know, for example, we've had some great people here at Ovation that have come because, not because we, we like found them randomly, but because people here at Ovation invited them here and, and they are very loyal uh, employees. And I think that's something that for us, we've seen that is, is look holistically at, at a human, right? And do things, say that you care, and then do those things that show that you care. And I think that so many people, especially when you go to Gen Z, they, the desire to feel significant is higher than any other generation in the history of the world. And so a modern world, at least. And I think it's really important that, that we acknowledge that. And they're not fragile little flowers, but they just want to know that you care. You know, the, the old, you know, uh, t- tough it up, right? Like stiff upper lip. Th- that mentality of the older generation uh, does not lead to bo- either, either uh, long-term employees and it doesn't lead to happy employees, engaged employees. Right. I, I was talking to a, a restaurant owner the other day, uh, a huge uh, college football fan. And we were talking about this very topic around, you know, participation trophies. We're complaining, you know, he was complaining about parents and kids are, you know, you know, um, just not prepared. And, you know, it was just complaint on complaint on complaint. And I, you know, I said to him, I go, listen, and he's a LSU fan. And I said, to him, listen, there are coaches at the school you're talking about who can continue to connect with young people because they've learned as coaches to adjust and adapt. There are coaches in across all sports, but the college level, there are coaches that have figured out, you know what, I can continue to win by adapting to the people in my labor force who I get to develop and coach every day. And I think that there's, there's, um, there's opportunity for uh, leaders out there to pause and reflect and say, you know, um, if I'm not continuing to learn and change and adjust, you're probably done. You know, it's just, yeah. you're, you're capped. Dude, I love that, Sam. And I think it's it's so important, especially that's why I was excited to have you back on to, to talk about this because labor management and training is just so critical. We, we have to fight for our guests to come back, but we got to fight for our employees to stay. And we the things that worked last year, the things that worked you know, for the last generation, they're not going to work today. And the people yep. who are invested in this they're not the ones complaining about, uh, you know, workforce, workforce availability, and they're not the ones closing the restaurants early. And so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a real business case, not just a fluffy HR thing, like um, a lot of employee training has kind of been bucketed into, right? Yeah. And, and again, listen, you could, you could sell this two ways. One way is the way it's usually been sold. And I think this misses, you know, I can tell you that according to Gallup, 7.6 trillion with a T dollars were lost in the last 12 months because of disengaged workers across all sectors. But that number is so big. It's so fluffy. It's tough for us to wrap our head around. I can tell you that for every worker you lose 34 cents on every dollar of salary is what it's going to cost you to rehire, retrain, re-onboard. It's going to cost you for that period of poor service, one-star Yelp reviews. I can tell you all that. But sometimes, again, people still don't wrap their head around it. Here's another way. If you get every single one of your workers to do one thing better in every single situation, if I just offered you at check 
I offered you a dessert. Or if I did one thing better, right thing, right way, right time, every time, across every ticket in the day, across every day of the year, across every one of my stores, if I could just get everybody to do one thing better consistently. It's, there is a massive upside impact. Even if just 10% of those folks say yes to you, the upside is tremendous. We do this like ROI calculator with our restaurant brands consistently to show them if we can just do this one thing different, what type of found revenue is sitting right now in your business today when you come in? Uh, and you know, I think that that's actually resonated a lot more with, with folks as we've talked to people over the last you know, six to nine months. Um, I think, you know, a lot of brands know they're leaking workers. They know it costs them something. They probably don't know how to identify it and measure it. It's tough. Um, but looking at it from the other side, if we can, if we can, you know, get our house in order, create an environment where we level up workers every day, um, there's a huge upside in that type of environment. And it, you know, to your point, we got to think about employees and sell them the same way we sell our customers. Love it. And it man. has to happen every day. Amen, man. Sam, how do people find you, follow you? Sure. Yeah, if you head on over to onehuddle.co, that's the number one huddle.co. Uh, uh, you can check out and learn more about One Huddle. We have uh, you know, a ton of resources for uh, brands across the restaurant hospitality industry. Uh, you know, a lot of free resources on our site as well. And anybody can find us at onehuddle.co. Well, for helping us elevate the one thing that matters most, which is our people. Today's ovation goes to you, Sam. Thanks for joining us again on Give an Ovation. Thanks, Zach. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.